What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception is a Bitch. There once was a wise old king who had a rep for being able to solve any problem. One day, he faced a classic she said, well in this case, she said, situation. Two women who had babies around the same time came in with one live baby and one dead baby. Both claimed to be the mother of the living baby, of course. Who was a king to believe? Well, my good man Solomon said, how about we cut the baby down the middle? You both get half. Of course, the real mother refused this horrendous idea, like any rational person would. And thus, Solomon discovered the truth, simply by testing which mother was a rational motherfucker. What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception. Is, is a, a bitch! Is a fucking bitch, mate. Is a bitch! I couldn't help but laugh at that intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to hold it in at the end there. Motherfucker. But yeah, so classic- Are you a rational motherfucker? I think I'm a rational motherfucker, but you know what? <laughs> to somebody that, else- they right there proves that you are not a rational motherfucker. <laughs> to somebody else, I'm an irrational motherfucker. But look- Classic he said, she said. I feel like, so this week I had a he said, she said moment. Uh Uh-huh. And it made me kind of reflect on my career. You get this a lot in the workforce, you know. Oh, yeah. All those HR moments, (laughs) those conversations are so fun. Yeah. So I thought, you know what, sir, maybe we could share a life hack on how to get out of a classic he said, she, not how to get out of it, how to win uh, he said how to, how to said. survive unscathed or at least walk away with your pride intact minimal consequences yeah. minimal damage okay yep. so as we look back towards this situation with king solomon two women walk in one saying oh it's my baby the life was my baby the other one saying no it's my baby it's, it's mine no it's mine it's mine no it's mine that's he said she said right no one really knows because i mean unless how do you prove that how do you prove who's the mother i mean go DNA fight back then yeah probably the doctor who delivered the baby was, they probably killed the motherfucker all, right? all the babies look the same come on we don't know we don't know solomon didn't know but you know what god gave solomon a shit ton of wisdom Wisdom. He knew that all he had to do was figure out which one of these two women is a rational motherfucker. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> a real mother would know that like, it's better to have lost the child and it still be alive than to have half of a dead baby. That doesn't help anyone. Yeah. And at the very least, even if it was wrong, let's say even if the mo- the, the one who is not the mother... Was like, no, 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 let's not do it. It's still a better person for that child to grow up with true, than true. the one who was willing to take true. half of the dead so baby. So you have to understand that whenever you're in a he said, she said, back and forth, whoever is presiding over this he said, she said, all they're doing is just trying to figure out which the one of you two. most reasonable solution. No, it's not. They're not looking for the most reasonable solution. They already know that. They're trying to figure... 
they're trying to figure out who's the most rational of the two. Mm -hmm. And that's the one who's going to win the Mm -hmm. he said, she said. So we're going to teach you how to at least make yourself appear to be the rational of the two, whether you are or not. Here's how to fake being a rational motherfucker. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't do this episode (laughs) flagged by the FBI. All the the sociopaths are tuning in like, "Mm." Mm hmm. We might learn a new skill here. So I get a phone call from risk management. Mm -hmm. That's never a fun phone call. Oh, yeah. Always fun. And good times. Good yes. times. We're good friends. Okay. <laughs> risk management. <laughs> risk is, the, is my middle name. Yeah. Risk management is like the police. You don't want to be talking. When these motherfuckers calling you, you have that, oh, fuck, look, kind of like your eyes roll what back in your head. Now? Like, oh, you like looking shit. behind you. What, what did I do? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's existential. It's like, it's like black people and you're getting a phone call from the police. They're like, oh, shit, these mm-hmm. motherfuckers. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> yeah. So I get a call from risk management mm-hmm. and. They're like, hey, so did you say such and such to this team member? I'm like, fuck, here we go. He says, she said, I could fall into the trap and begin to like, that's no, not what that's I not said. what I said. But I'm like, okay, if I do that, now I appear to be just as irrational. You mm. don't win the you know argument. You what this reminds me of? What's that? It's like when you get uh, like those movies where they have someone who gets committed to an insane asylum. And the more they try to emphasize, like, look, I'm I am not, not crazy. crazy. I don't belong here. I'm a, I'm a normal person They're just like you. They're looking at you like, that's exactly what a sure, crazy person would yeah. say. <laughs> sure you are. The more you, you protest and you start getting violent and agitated like a rational person would when you're being locked up and your rights are taken away yeah it's rational to want to say guys look i'm not crazy i really don't belong here yeah but the more you try to prove that you're rational the more irrational you You actually look right so that's not the best strategy so play along (laughs) commit Commit, you'll be out in three months. That's not the answer, but sir. <laughs> no, it's true. Commit. Do your therapy. Oh, I realize angels are not real. Okay. Let me sign this document. Religion I get is you. bullshit. I, be- <laughs> I don't, I, you know what? The voices just all of a sudden shut up. They were there. They were loud. But doctor, you're so good. You're so yeah. good. So what I did with risk management and what inspired today's episode <laughs> was they said, so Deji, the team member said you said this. And I said, oh, okay, it's not what I said, but if it's perceived, then it's real. So if it's what the team member perceived, it's what it, if it's what they heard, it's reality. Yeah. Even, even though if that's what they heard from what I said, then it's, it, I might as well have said it. It's, it's as real as, 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 as if I had. And when I said that, <laughs> they loved it. Risk management paused for a second. <laughs> you're a rational motherfucker. You're you you. <laughs> you're probably right. You're uh, you're absolutely now I know right. This other fucker is irrational. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. And in that one sentence right there, I won. I won. Even if I said what I what the team member is alleging, I said. Even if I which said it, didn't. which I didn't. But even if I had said it. By that virtue, one could have wiped by it away. virtue of saying, you know what, it's not what I said, but perception is reality, and if I'm it's guilty, it's if, my fault. I take responsibility. It, hey, I get the interpretation. If it's what the team member perceived, 
it might as well be real because it's real to them. So mm-hmm. it it's it's reality. It it happened. If it if yeah. if that's their interpretation, then that's where we're at. You know, that's a lot of that extreme accountability shit that we talk about a lot as as leaders you have to lean into because it doesn't matter if your team fucks up. Now it's you fucked up because it's your team. So whether it was a coaching gap, a training gap, uh, uh, you hired the wrong person gap, it doesn't really matter what the context is. You have to be willing to step up and say, look, my team fucked up, but it's on me. I'll bear the responsibility and the consequences of that. And again, that shows that rationale. So now even whoever was about to drop the hammer on you looks and is like, well, He's a rational leader taking responsibility (laughs) for your team's fuck up. Shows emotional intelligence. It shows me that you're a good leader. It probably wasn't a fuck up on your part. And maybe this is a one time thing. Let's figure out a solution that doesn't require someone getting the axe. But you have to be willing to pay that consequence. Which I was. I was. I was. And just like in the Solomon story, the mom was willing to take the consequence of losing her child forever. She understood by agreeing that the other woman could have the child that she would lose her child to her. forever yep. to raise. It would no longer be her baby to live with. But but then again, but the, I go back to the point that the, the middleman, the arbiter, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the guy in this case who my King Solomon was risk management. Yeah. <laughs> All they're looking to test for is who is rational? Well, here's the because other gap, Because they weren't though. there. They weren't there. True. It's he said, she said. They True. They don't know But you're the truth. also a huge relying on the person who is Solomon to be a rational motherfucker. Because he has, he or she has to be a rational motherfucker who's in that position to decide what makes sense. Yes. So, like, King Solomon, if he was a less rational motherfucker, could have been, like, just as easily, ah, Great. You don't mind giving up the baby? Here, lady, have have the whole baby. She just gave it up. She must not really be the mother. She's- and, and that's my point, right? You have to be, well, that's your point. You have to be willing to pay the price, which yeah. the worst case scenario here is you lose the baby. Yeah. So I had a, a situation in my career <laughs> right. where uh, I did not have someone who was, I won't say that they were irrational, but they weren't able to kind of create that Solomon moment for me, if you, if you will say, where I was able to escape consequences. Clean, yeah. Um, so I worked at a company a long time ago, and um, I had a team member. I don't know who it was. It was an anonymous complaint, I guess. Um, I have an idea of who it was because there was a person who didn't get promoted and wanted a promotion. Wanted your job. Yeah, wanted my job. And so I've been I'm, trying to tell you, Sarah, like when you're in the when you're in the same room with someone who wants yeah. your job, you you might not want to yeah. be trusting bitches. So this person told HR apparently that I hit on them or something of that nature. Uh I mean, it was one of those ridiculous, unfounded. I was more flabbergasted than anything in the situation. Like, what can you say? Like, that never happened. No, no. I, why would I hit on this person? Like, you can't go into defending yeah, yourself like at that point, right? Like, I, I, the more you d- try to deny it, the more irrational you and seem. And I knew it's, And the more upset you, you yeah, get, the more irrational. And I irrational. knew, like, that crazy person, I can't act crazy. So I was like, look. <laughs> All I said was like, look, I completely understand. I understand by the time you're having this conversation with me, there's nothing more I can say. Like, I, 
that didn't happen. I can tell you that, but I understand that's irrelevant at this point. I've enjoyed it's working perceived. here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I understand you have to kind of CYOA cover your own ass and at you know, an allegation was made. Unfortunately, I have to pay the consequence of that allegation. False or not, because we live in this world where it is not innocent in, until proven guilty. And I never thought as a woman that you I would, would be on the receiving end of this. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay. Hey, now, yeah. So when they talk about that cancel culture, you know, yeah. like almost every comedian right now, Dave Chappelle, uh, yeah. uh, what was his name? Especially because it was an all woman team. And it's like, it's not like I hit, like, yeah, I yeah. could understand a, 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 a if I was, was like, Oh, she came too close to me. I felt like she was hitting on me. Like, oh. It's like, okay, Jesus. Um, but it, it it was one of those things that I just had to like, okay, shake hands. And it was funny though. I knew my my boss was a rational motherfucker though, because he did pull me aside and was like, this was some bullshit. Gave me a hug. Like there was just nothing we could do. Yeah, once the allegations uh, been made. But I I had to pay the price and I had to walk away, letting them know because once he saw my reaction and how rational it was, he knew. You well, were, he couldn't do anything, but he knew at least, at least that person. He's like, if you need recommendations, whatever. And they you need. fired that person like 30 oh, yeah. days after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were gone too. <laughs> they already knew because now they they're pissed. They just to take me with <laughs> now, now they're pissed. Now they're pissed. They're like, yeah. you know, we you lost a good soldier us. today. You, 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 your allegations cost us a good employee. So now yeah. we're going to start performance managing your ass, right? Like, oh, goodness. So and so, and they did give me the opportunity to resign too, so I wasn't fired. Like it was, it it turned out my you my lose reaction. On your terms, right? Yeah, my reaction is what allowed me that grace, yes. though, because I understood if I had come out swinging like I'm fighting this, this is bullshit. Y'all are, you know. Now you did double down on like, well, now, like, we, maybe we she thought, did. Yeah, we thought maybe. Sarah was rational. But by virtue of her trying to defend herself, all of a sudden she looking guilty. She looking guilty, and it's 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 such a juxtaposition. Like, how is you trying to defend yourself and prove your you innocence, making you a more guilty person in a he said she said situation? And again, now, this I, is I, a funny thing too, because a lot of times the, the more someone is guilty, the more their reactions do not align. With someone who's innocent, no matter they're they're actively trying to if act you, it, innocent. But but see, that's the thing, though. It's, that's it's, what's that's what's fucked up about perception. When you're innocent of a crime, you want to prove your innocence. Everything in you wants mm-hmm. to be like, I did not do it. Mm-hmm. Like, guys, you have to believe me. I didn't do this. Yeah. I didn't do. Don't end my life like this. Yeah. But that's actually the worst thing you could do. Because the guy trying to figure out what happened is not testing for truth. No one knows. mm -hmm. They're just trying to figure out who's the most rational motherfucker. So it depends on context here, though. A little context. Because I'm thinking about that that docu-series we watched where the guy killed his wife and kids. I mean, this was big on Netflix. Oh, yeah. It was like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, The guy who killed his wife and two daughters. It it was on Netflix. I forget the title. But the the, one of the red flags that the detective saw early on was this guy was not really coming out. He was almost acting too rational. Like, oh, maybe she left. Maybe she went on vacation and she we just like had he's a, not acting like a guy who just lost a wife and two yeah, daughters. Yeah, whose daughters just disappeared in the middle of the night. And he has no way to contact this them. This motherfucker acting like he got a side hoe on the side. Yeah, it, it was just <laughs> he got too a hoe calm. On the side. It's like 
a, a rational person is now panicked. He would be like screaming, you got to find my kids. What are you doing? Why aren't you out there looking? We got to go drive around and, and like maybe someone kidnapped them. Maybe they're in trouble. Or at the very least, my wife kidnapped my kids and, and y'all got to go find her. None of that. He had none of the irrationality that an innocent person would have. He was almost faking the rationale too well with it like, <laughs> okay, well, this doesn't. This is where we offer coaching services. So if you have content. <laughs> Four we're feet, not coaching serial feet. killers. No, we're I'm not, not discriminating. I'm we're, not discriminating. I'll, I'll, I will discriminate. I'll coach anyone. I'll discriminate. I'm a, I'm, it's a capitalist society. Uh-huh. If he's willing to pay uh-huh. the price. I'm like, look, motherfucker, you might want to show some like, you know, some Fear. agitation, <laughs> some, <laughs> some concern, <laughs> you know, because what we expect from somebody who just lost a wife and, and two daughters is a bit of like panic and anxiety. Some irrational behavior is appropriate in, in this, this context. context. In yeah. this context. This is emotionally charged situation Yeah, this is here. one of those heightened situations. Mm-hmm. But that's not he said, she said. That's just criminal charge. Well, no, that is, because until they prove one way or the other, it's always I a guess he you're said, right, you're she right. said situation. That's why it's innocent until proven okay. guilty. But for most other contexts, uh-huh. what you want to do is, is address the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room is almost calling out the obvious misinterpretation yeah. of the other person. Whether it's true or not, you want to just like, oh, I get it. It's unfortunate. It's not what I said. Uh-huh. But but if it's perceived, mm-hmm. it's reality. Perception is reality. And if they if they thought I said it, mm-hmm. it I might as well have had said it because every emotion they're going through right now is as real that as if- That roller coaster ride of- Is as real as if I had actually said it. So it's unfortunate where we are. Where are we? Now, here's the thing about people who are in positions like that who have to decide who's right in the he said, she said. For them to be in such positions, yeah. these people- are mostly going to be your rational type individuals. The the nature of the job just lends itself for you to develop the skill set or just subconsciously know that in situations where you can't decide what is true and who is telling the truth, mm-hmm. what you all you can solve for is who's the most rational of these two. And through that lens is how they then decide what is true, even if it's not true. It's mm-hmm. just whoever is rational is probably telling the truth. So you want to be the one who appears rational and you appear rational by at least calling out what could be the misinterpretation yeah. of the other person. Because now when they go to the other person, do you think the other person is going to afford you the same courtesy? No. Do you think very... like the person they were calling me about risk ma- that risk uh-huh. management was calling me on, you think she's going to say, oh, no. maybe I heard him wrong. Yeah. Maybe I had a misinterpretation of what he said. Yeah. She's not going to offer me that courtesy. No. And by virtue of that, HR now knows, oh, this is a non-empathetic motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even see how she may have heard it wrong. No. No, no rationale in that thinking there. It, and she comes off irrational and doesn't even know. 
that she just came off irrational. You know, another layer of, of rationale here is understanding that that Solomon, that person in the middle, is in a very uncomfortable position. Ah, yes, true. Trying to find the best solution. Like I said, that it is partly just looking for the most reasonable solution. And part of that will be layered in when they understand who's the most rational, they can look for the most reasonable, right? Because now now they understand where reason lies. That's That rationale, reason are hand in hand, mm-hmm. right? So the empathy that you showed your HR person. The empathy that I showed towards the team member. No, no, no. But the HR person observed it. No, no, no. Your empathy was towards him, towards him in that. Towards the guy in the the middle. Okay. Towards the king. Understanding like, look, I get you're in a role of of like having to dot the I's, cross the T's, and make sure everyone stays in line. Figure out what happened here. So, you know... Based on that, I understand it doesn't matter what what the reality is. There may be consequences to their perception because they perceived it. Consequences for me yeah. based on their and perception. And I'm not going to be mad at you or or blame you should that come down should on Should the hammer me. have to come down? Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that's a, a big thing to say here um, because a lot of times these, like we're in management and we deal with a lot of irrational motherfuckers and a lot of very like situations that are gray and how many times when someone calls you and they have a sticky situation, if they treat you with respect and, and saying, hey, I understand this is not your problem. I like I was late to class. I have to pay the fee. I get that. It was my bad, blah blah blah. I'm just in a bind and I was wondering if there was anything you could do to help me out. That person versus the one who calls and is like, "Fuck you. Why are you charging my card this late fee, blah blah blah. Y'all are assholes." Now I'm not willing to help this irrational motherfucker. No. It's it's, it's a different perspective and you had a major one at work with that car that got stolen where someone oh. treated you irrationally and oh. it cost them and they have no idea how much this shit oh, yeah, cost yeah. They, them. They, they're probably going to prison right now. <laughs> well, before we tell the story, because come back, uh, we got to go get a drink. My drink is empty. Okay. But we got a story about Deji sending someone to jail right now. The, the, the case is still pending. <laughs> the case is still pending. But we but. got you on tape, motherfucker. <laughs> got you on tape. Yeah, all the black folks listening to this podcast will be like, he did like what? Kevin Hart. Like, did you call the cops? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, we'll be right back. Hey, happy people. Hope you're enjoying the tipsy philosophical banter between Deji and I so far today as we discuss the many ways in which perception is a bitch. We'd like to take this quick break Top off our tequila and remind all y'all bitches that you can submit your questions, comments, or topic ideas to our email podcast at gmail.com. You can also find the links to our PIAB book, merch, and Instagram in the links attached to this episode. All right, now that that bullshit's out of the way and we've re-upped on our favorite inhibition-lowering, mind-expanding, and giggle-inducing substances. Let's get back to it. (laughs) 
So we're watching a Kevin Hart Bad special. Boys, what you want? What you want? What you gonna do? We're watching a Kevin Hart's Here new special. You. And he told a joke. Mm-hmm. And anyone who lived in a pre-digital, pre-cell phone, pre-camera world, you're gonna get this joke. <laughs> So he was speaking more to black people, but there was once a point, I think the joke applies. There was once upon a time, way back in like the late 80s and the early 90s. You're where, butchering this joke. Where, we should just hold leave on, this hold to on. Kevin Hart. Go check out the special. Where the, where the scariest thing you could say to a motherfucker is, oh man. I got you on tape. We got you on tape. <laughs> it would never matter what you did. Yeah. But if somebody came up to you and said, bro. It's not looking good, man. We got you on tape. You're like, ah, they got me on tape. Like, mama, they got yeah, me on they tape. they got me. I'm done. Which now he said. You don't even know what you did. You just know they got yep. you on tape. Which now he was. Jo- the joke was that everyone's got on tape because everyone has Every, a camera. Yeah, yeah, the cameras everyone's are Everyone's working for the FBI now, yeah, right? We're all on tape. So anyway. We're all guilty. Someone at somewhere has incriminating footage of you. Yeah. Somewhere. So, you know. A day in the life. <laughs> <laughs> this was something like almost out of one of those like TV shows. You know, it just was, it's unreal. Right. So a patron of my establishment mm-hmm. comes into the building, says, oh, my God. Oh, my God. My car just got stolen. Somebody broke into my locker, stole my key and took my car. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, So this is serious. This shit's serious. Call the cops. Take a report. Right. We go through all the necessary all the normal steps. procedures. Okay. I'm thinking, all right, report's being filed. This shit's good to go. Your job's done. Okay. I get a call uh-huh. the following, before that. The member asked to watch the tape. Mm-hmm. It's against policy. Sorry, can't do that. My team is not, they're not investigators. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't. And it's, it's not, private. Like that's, that's not, yes. it's not public. We don't know what's on here. We just know crimes being committed. The police are here. They've taken a report. The investigator's going to do his job. He'll get the tapes. We'll be good to go. I get a call the next day mm-hmm. from whoever this motherfucker set on me. I think it was his daughter. It's, I don't think it was his wife. It was, it was some, some woman calls me and starts <laughs> bitching at me over uh-huh. the phone going, Oh, I've never heard a policy where you don't let people watch the tapes. <laughs> Being all ghetto and shit. Uh-huh. Oh, y'all. Now she makes an accusation. She's like, oh, you are protecting the person who stole his car. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to sue you. Protecting criminals. And You're protecting criminals. She's I'm cussing su- you out. I'm going to sue you guys. Show me where my contractor says that I can't see the tapes. I'm like. <laughs> like that shit would be in the contract. Yeah, like we wrote in the contract when your car gets get stolen, stolen, you, you can't, can't watch tape. Thing. Like this it's irrational motherfucker. Okay. Oh, she also threw in there that Dollar General had yeah, a- yeah. She's like, oh, at Dollar General, they let me watch tape all the time. I'm like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. There's Why two, do you know Dollar General's policy? two red flags here. First of all, ma'am. Art, that's if that's Dollar General's policy, then that's their policy. It's not I love ours. That, that was the best example she could come up with too. And it's Dollar two, General and two and two. How many times have you had to watch tapes of a stolen car at Dollar, at Dollar General? General? Some, you know, this is where She's my spidey, fishy. my spidey sense start going off. Then my my nigger detector. My Shit. <laughs> the Deji spidey sense start going off. Like this is something is not There's looking some right, here. right here. Yeah, but at this point, I'm pissed. I said, "Ma'am, 
listen to what you're saying. Listen to the accusations you're making that I, the operator of this business, will be protecting criminals. I'm not even going to entertain that and dignify that with the response. Okay, Mm -hmm. so there's that. And two, it's not your car that got stolen. I'll deal with the individual himself. If he got any problems, have him text me or have him call me or whatever. Mm -hmm. Get off the phone. Now, my assistant, he goes to review the tapes and we find out that this (laughs) motherfucker's son got out the back seat of the car. Uh, Parked right in front of the camera, too. That was some dumb shit. These ignorant motherfuckers. Turns out his son gets in the car, drives the car away, walks into the gym Mm. Grabs his dad, and that's when they proceed to now perpetrate what could allegedly be fraud. Didn't he climb out of the back seat like he was trying to like hide from the camera or something? Like yeah, yeah, sneak and dodge, and uh, like we, all we, we can saw, still see you. We can still see your ass. So look, black people have a code. We never called cops. Snitches get stitches, baby. On the no circumstances, the black folk. I made an exception here. <laughs> I called the detective. I said, sir, I, I'm i not going to tell you what I saw. But all, you might want to cover me All I know is that there's something on these tapes that might aid your case. We played a little bit of phone tag. He uh-huh. shows up like three days later, watches the tape. He's pissed. Yeah. He's pissed. Because apparently <laughs> this same motherfucker... Had called him. He's like, this motherfucker called me 78 times. You know how many times you have to call? For the detective to have counted the amount of times you called him? This motherfucker called me 78 times about this bullshit. And he stole his own car. And he stole his own car. (laughs) I I got this. I'll handle (laughs) it in front of this motherfucker. I was just... I was pissed. And again, this is someone like, okay, you're trying to create, you're trying to perpetrate fraud, right? You like your drink? Yeah. Your the drink, excessive drink. phone calls may give Hold you on. away. That's my, yeah, that's my point. So people who are guilty have a hard time acting innocent because they don't know, their motivation is so off course, they're not able to correct to the right path. So them trying to like act like they're frustrated that their car got stolen, they're overcorrecting, calling you every other day, calling him every other day, yelling at you both, cursing you guys out. Now they caused you to go look back closely at something that if they hadn't pushed, the cops got his plate full, you got your plate full, y'all probably would have both just fluffed it off, let the insurance take care of it, and they would have been gravy with with keeping their car. But when she called me insurance. and said, "Oh, Dollar General all the time lets me see the tape," I'm like, mm-hmm. "Don't!" And, s- and yelling at you because now you're pissed. Like, now you're like a little. Has this lady not seen my TED talks? <laughs> <laughs> Does she know that I pay attention to details like this? That I start looking for the other the interpretations in in shit like this. That when you say that to me, I'm like. Spidey sense, Spidey sense, Spidey sense. It's going off. Oh, Dollar General lets me watch the tapes all the time. Motherfucker, how many times are you going to Dollar General to To watch tapes? How many times have you had shit stolen at the same establishment? Okay, this this might look like some fraud going Mm. on here. Yeah, so it was it was definitely one of those things. If they had been more courteous to you, 
coming up like, hey, shit, my car got stolen. I don't know what I'm going to do. Can you help me out filing a report? Like, let me know if you hear anything. Let me know if you see anything. Even if you had then discovered... Because we had to go watch four hours of tape to figure that that out, out. right? So So you probably no one wants to do that. Okay. And then two, even if you had seen it, again, you probably wouldn't have called the cops and you might want to have justified it. Like, okay, maybe the son drove the car somewhere else and it got stolen from where the son drove it. And then he's coming back from that place. Saying, maybe he didn't realize he had his son. Yeah. I would have made some interpretation it, to aid him in his- You're a little his, more like, okay, maybe there's this alternate- This may be not what I think and it is. same with the cop. Even if he had realized it was fraud, maybe he would have been in that mood of like, you know what? I'll let you guys off with a warning. No harm, no foul. We caught it before it got too far, but this shit's illegal. Don't do this shit again. I mean, who knows? They could have gotten a lot less than they're probably going to get just because their reactions were so irrational, so off the charts on on fuckery <laughs> that that now they're getting the hammer dropped because they weren't fucking rational. All I'm all I'm pissed is I'm I'm not gonna be around to see the. I know. <laughs> hey, but you you know they'll let you know. I know, I know. I, I got my inside sources. I know. Yeah. So how did that? How many how many years they get? Uh, you know, well, what I, happened? What happened? What was at least a revoked membership or some no, shit like that? That's a non negotiable. Bare minimum. That's bare a non negotiable right there. Yeah. So going back to the King Solomon story, you know, I I love the Bible because there's a lot of. Not for those reasons. There's a lot of good uh, fairy tales in there. There's a lot of good lessons. Yeah. Lessons. Lessons that I think most people miss because they're looking at the obvious story. And what you and I typically do is go back into these stories and look for the... A fresh perspective. Yes. We look for the the hidden germs. The, the hidden the, gems? Gems. G-E-M-S, not G-E-R-M-S. You always say germs. It's cute. It's cute. The, it's the accent. It's the accent. <laughs> Ladies and germs. We 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 look for the the not so obvious interpretations or lessons that could be pulled from these stories. Mm-hmm. Because when people are reading the Solomon, which they've read it for thousands of years now, you not know, everyone's going to think about being the rational person and how that. Or they're not going to see the Solomon story as as a lesson in in rational thinking or how to how to win a he said she said kind of situation. Yeah, most of them are thinking about the rationale that Solomon has, which is epic, but they're not thinking about the rationale the mother had in in playing that even in a way to to her own favor. To show what her true, they're thinking again, and it may it so, may so purely be instinct. So who was the instinct. wise one here? I don't think it was Solomon. I think it was the mother. Now I don't know that she was intentional because, like in that story, God gives Solomon all the credit for being the wise king. Well, I think the wisdom comes in is he made he created a situation where it would become obvious because his request was so irrational. That no true mother, no rational person would ever, no ever, rational person and no mother would ever have agreed to that to that solution. So by by creating a an extreme irrational situation, he pulled out the the rational. It's like acting like the Mad Hatter 
to kind of figure out who the who the crazy one at the <laughs> it's tea like party an undercover is. Undercover detective. Yeah, like align yourself with the crazy people, and you and you'll really <laughs> know how crazy they are. <laughs> I I think the mother is is a genius, the unsung hero in in this in this story. Well, I think it's the definitely the moral that I would take from it. I think, I mean, I'm I'm. I would guess that it probably wasn't a thought out decision. It's more instinct in that in that case. Yeah, um, but there's a better system here. It's, yeah, when you can apply it over a broad spectrum, that when if you can quantify what she did on instinct, a lot of high level thinking from from really um, emotionally intelligent people is often instinct. And it can be very hard for those people to now quantify to systemize and it. systemize it for others. But when you can, if you can boil down those high-level thinking moments and, and quantify them like we're doing here, you can apply them in, in multiple spectrums of situations. So like taking that rationale, like we said, to these HR moments, to those those moments when everything in you, I've used this a lot. In our relationship, even oh, that I've not been aware of. Shit, yeah. You wanna you you, you wanna share? Absolutely. So <laughs> let's get into this. <laughs> let's do this. Oh, we're about to find the many ways I've been I've been <laughs> taking advantage of and didn't even know it. No, seriously. Okay. So you and I are both extremely emotional people. False. You are an emotional person, Actually, and you're I react more emotional. I react I emotionally to no. you. React to you being emotional. See, this is why you are irrational, and you're being irrational right now because you're denying this. The uh, more, uh, the more you're denying uh, okay, it. So let, I got this. 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 You are approving my damn. Hold on. Point. Hold on. Let's go back thirty seconds. <laughs> Too late. Too late. It's on record. I know the answer. I know the answer to this. To, to, to those listening. You lost. You lost the, the argument. Baby. I You're see. Right. I see how you perceive that. Too late. And if, if, if that's the perception you have, then that's the reality. So I guess if you think I'm emotional, then I guess I'm emotional. I don't think so. But, you know, if it's perceived, then it's real. So I am emotional. So let me tell you about the reality now, because okay. <laughs> it's too late. You already exposed your hand. They, the people know. Okay. So you and I are both very emotional people in different ways. Uh, they manifest differently, but we're both very emotional people. Well, I think everyone's emotional. So we're that's both cancers. Kinda, yeah, both cancers. If that means anything to, to, to our, people, uh, astrology people out there. What do you call them? Astrologists. Astro- astrologists. Astrologists. Astrology. Astrolo- As- astrologist. Astrology, astrology. Okay. I don't know. Make your point. Anyways, those people who fucking believe in horoscopes and shit. Um. Anyways, so we're b- both emotional, and and it manifests different ways. But when you, when I get emotional, I get upset. I might lash out, but then I'm over it in about five to ten minutes. You get emotional. And you pout for days and you pull into yourself and generally you've gotten a lot better. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm speaking like broad scale here. You've gotten a lot better at like working through it and communicating. But for the longest time, especially when we initially got together, 
I had I had to learn because you would get quiet like that for days and days and not want to talk and not want to like work through any of the issues and, and the emotions. So I learned I had to be the rational person, no matter if I thought you were wrong, no matter if you actually were wrong, because you were, <laughs> that's my irrationality right there, but yes, you it's, were. If it's um, perceived, then it's real. It's real. <laughs> So, Even though it's not true. But it's very true. Very true. <laughs> That's between me and you guys. We're going to let her believe whatever the fuck she needs to believe. Yeah. But like, even even if it was a situation, again, like I knew there was nothing I had done wrong. I knew there was no reason for me to apologize. And everything in me wanted to be stubborn and sit there and wait for you to come groveling back to me. I knew that you were more stubborn than I am and more emotional than I am in that way. And so I always had to be the bigger person coming up to you and saying, hey, look, I I had to give that speech to you like, hey, perceived wrong. I see where you're coming from. I, you know, here's where I was coming from. This, uh, But I, I see where we got mixed up. I understand your emotional trauma. I'm with you. And and let's let's not be irrational children here. Let's use our words. Use our language. <laughs> and communicate about this problem and and that helped us and over time i think that's something like i said now you're a lot better because you now i do that to you (laughs) you you've learned to do it to yourself you've learned to do it to yourself where you're like oh okay i see where we're both coming from i see why we got our our signals crossed and i don't always have to be the one to come up and say hey we're both being crybabies right now. We're both being hyper-emotional. Um, we we both have some fucking wrongs here. Because no one's ever completely right or wrong in an argument. There's always a little bit of fault uh, on both sides. Because, look, the reality is most he said, she said moments are truly misinterpretations. Mm-hmm. At the root core. Because no one. Unless y'all got some way baggage Unless history. Unless you're uh, creating fraud or, or trying to steal someone's <laughs> Unless baby. Unless you're trying to steal a car. <laughs> trying uh, to steal someone's baby. Most he said, she said moments are truly fundamentally at the core. Perception being a bitch. It's a misinterpretation. You said something that somebody heard a certain way. And, you know, they said something that you heard a certain way. Mm-hmm. And honestly... In my situation, I truly do see how this person could have interpreted. Oh, from your work with the risk management. With the risk management thing. Okay. Because. I thought you were talking about me for a second. I was no, like, oh, no, 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 no. Because we live in a very hypersensitive, very politically correct climate. And this person has a hypersensitivity. They're, they're you know, like how people just overreact sometimes or with good yeah. intentions just start saying shit and you it's like this person is listening she's to me Karen. through a filter she's a Karen she's a Karen <laughs> is that what you call them yeah those extreme kind of crazies a little bit that that they have... always gotta blow everything out of proportion uh-huh. they're good people at the foundation but they don't they're so they're always they, trying to report somebody always they trying lack to, self-awareness they lack and they empathy. don't they lack they, they think they have empathy it's more a lack of self-awareness that they don't even understand how their hypersensitivity could translate in ways that cost other people shit, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, okay, I get it. I truly do see how she could have misinterpreted what I said. 
So she's not knowing she's being malicious. Her misinterpretation is what's malice. Mm -hmm. That's the shit that could have cost me a job or whatever. You you had another one at work. um, And this one you can probably speak to a little more in in detail. uh, Whereas you made a comment uh, that someone took a sexist. It, it, It had sexist undertones to it from the way they heard it. But not from what you actually said. said. Okay, so I, I'll talk about this one. Um, and just to be clear, in my six-year career, I've only had these happen twice. Yeah. Okay, so. But you can't I think, be in leadership and not have these come up at some point. For sure, for sure. This, I mean, CEOs get in trouble over this shit. Oh yeah. The benefit that I think I you have, and what we're trying to share with whoever's listening right now is how to get out of these very sticky situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just baffles my mind because when somebody gets to the level of CEO, you just think that these the training is just like second nature. And I, like I keep, you'll never slip up, you'll never make something or that you or that you don't that could be misinterpreted. You, no, or that should you become a victim of a misinterpretation that you're skilled at that level to know how to walk yourself out of it mm-hmm. or minimize damage. Yeah. And I'm consistently surprised that people in high levels like that don't have that skill set so it is a gap they have people that are hired to do that for them that's what lawyers are for i know but at that point it's fucking late it's too late uh which which i can work for ceo for a small free (laughs) always trying to make your throw that out there no no so look you know this individual came up to me and Mm -hmm. asked me a question yeah said deji why is it that people in my position, mm-hmm. which was like called an operations manager, operations managers, why is it that operations managers typically don't become general, general managers? managers? Mm-hmm. Why is it that only the sales managers get promoted? Get promoted to the GM role. They're technically the same tier. They were they're, they're, peers. Yes, they're because it's the general manager, and then he has a sales manager and an operations manager that both On the report same level. both report up to him. They're mm-hmm. they're peers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So her question was, why is it that in our industry, mm-hmm. it is always the sales manager who gets the GM role as an operations manager? I don't feel valued i don't feel because it just seems like a dead end when you get like into that stuck. role like vp you get become a vp when you don't want to become president uh, right 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 it's just kind of one of those roles you get, you get stuck, stuck in uh-huh. so deji in your infinite wisdom king solomon and shit could you explain to me why this exists mm-hmm. and look this i i knew this individual and i already knew like this person listens through a filter filters they Filt have on. a filter. So I'm already coming into this conversation Guarded. somewhat like, fuck, fuck. I can't believe she asked me. Cause now, <laughs> now you have to answer. And I almost wanted to be like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I probably should have said, I don't know. I she don't know. I just, just walked away. Listen to your intuition. Listen to my gut. But I thought, you know what? Maybe I can walk this one carefully and truly offer somebody the insight that they're looking for and give them the value that they're looking for. Yeah. So I said, look, the role of a general manager, mm-hmm. what you're trying to get into, it's a P&L role. It's about profit and loss. It's about driving 
top line revenue and making sure mm-hmm. that profit is delivered. Which is a lot of times through sales. sales. Okay. So the Epic, operations manager role. So hold on. So the, sales, a sales manager is naturally going to have a lot of the fundamental skill set required to in do sales. in sales to do the job of a general manager. A operations manager mm-hmm. tends to be more customer focused. Mm-hmm. Customer engagement, they are the retention play. Yeah. Which a lot of times, yes, we need them. It dry, it, it it keeps attrition low. But on the fundamental nature of what the current GM role is, you don't have the experience to drive. Not you as in her, but the people the, in that the role. people in that role tend to not have the experience to drive top line mm-hmm. revenue. So if you truly want the GM role, what I have seen people do mm-hmm. is make the transition from operations into sales, learn that. For an extended mm-hmm. amount of time, maybe through an IDP, which yeah. is uh, in the individual development plan, with your leader. And then now you can prove that, oh, mm-hmm. I've got the operations side down. Yeah. Now I can actually drive a PL. Yeah, I can do both sides. That's what I said. It's not what she heard. Because in this specific area, your demographic, it tended to be women who were in the operations manager, manager role, role disproportionately and men who were in sales or GM manager right. roles. So she was already coming into this interaction with me with Within that, that filter, yeah. with that narrative. With and that, you confirmed and what it. she thought she thought she knew. So all she heard from what I said when I got the call from HR, like, Deji, did you did have you a conversation? Don't did, make good- did you say women don't make good general managers? I was like, Fuck! I, I, no. I, I said I already know where this is going. <laughs> I said, "Look, now I played my not King Solomon." This is the good time you actually had a witness because you had I a had, witness to the conversation. I did that smart because because I already knew. I already knew before I went into conversation with this person that they were coming in. So maybe some self awareness to knowing the people around you is part of the skill set here. Mm-hmm. Like know when people are narratives. So yeah. whenever they ask you questions, you know what filter they're listening to you with. So if you if you choose to answer, make sure there's a witness <laughs> present. Like like I had, and I said, "Look, Mrs. HR, <laughs> Mrs. HR, <laughs> I already knew this team member has a narrative and a paradigm. So when when she asked me that question, I could have chose to not answer, but I thought I could provide some value. But I made sure to have a witness with me, and that's my witness. You can." Check in with this person mm-hmm. who also happened to be a female also, too, <laughs> because you got to get a witness that's not the sex that you uh, are, because even yeah, that not confirming get, your yeah, bias, not confirming confirmation bias. <laughs> I said, ah, unfortunately, I get it. I see how she would have come to that conclusion. I it's not what I said, but perception being reality. Yeah, <laughs> I I. I get it. it I'm, it's almost as if I had said it. Yep. But I took the necessary steps thinking I could offer some leadership here. Mm-hmm. Please go talk to the witness. <laughs> She'll confirm and corroborate that that is not what I said. 
the team member listened to me through her filter, through her narrative. And but you had to show the rationale to even say like, hey, I got a witness because I already knew this was going to be something that she could misconstrue. Again, that shows rationale to the person who's now having to have a conversation with you. So I'm, I'm going to bring up one more point before we wrap this one up because I think we've given tons of great examples on, on how being a rational motherfucker I hope pays dividends. The- <laughs> it pays dividends. Yeah, how showing that you are the rational one of the two in the he said she said works, works in, in your, your favor, favor every time and so it's simply just it's, acknowledging the yeah. mis- misinterpretation and it's what people call just being the, the person. bigger person and i like and that it's it's so easy to do it's it, but it's it's so hard to do at the same time just be the bigger person uh be prepared to to, to walk away and lose a fight and don't let your ego and Get your in pride be in the way um, but there's been a, a trend lately. It, it, we love stand-up comedy. We watch a lot of stand-up comedians. And by and large, it's been worked into a lot of comedic sets lately where they address like, hey, fuck, we live in this world right now this where- cancel culture. Anything we say- Cancel culture. Yeah, gets us in trouble. Something we said maybe even 10, Kevin 20 years- Kevin Hart said years, this eight years ago. Now he can't He can't the host Oscars, the Hemis. <laughs> or the Emmys, whatever it fucking was. Um, and then like, you know, Dave Chappelle makes jokes about this too. Like, oh, you know, he makes a joke- and he doesn't like the trans let, community. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm an ally. <laughs> he's an ally, but hey, he's a comedian, so it, he tells jokes. They did it to Ben Affleck during the Me Too movement. Yeah, you know, he's like, oh, I'm he, an ally. Yeah, he came out trying to defend women. Like, you suck the titty in '95. Like, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> so um, my my point is is like when these comedians are, are actually using that rationale now. Because in their set, they're working in like, hey, I know some of you are going to get offended because I said this. And it actually cancels out the offense in some ways yep, yep. of the joke. Because now you understand he's aware that there's that you some irrational. It yep. As offensive if you take it irrationally. Someone listening to the and joke reminding their filter. you that this is fucking comedy and it's meant to push some buttons slightly. It's not meant to be taken as a statement of But I know it fact. might offend you. I know the filter through which you're listening to so me too. So he's acknowledging it and like th- that's some high level skill right there and they're doing it because they're, they are having to adjust to this extremely irrational culture that we live in that's so controlled by their let me be offended and PC and butthurt about every fucking thing because <laughs> everyone is lactose intolerant, peanut allergy and gluten allergy and butterfly Wants kisses and rainbows. Wants to save the planet like, and have all their student loans waived and, you know, all that I'll shit. I'll take that last one, though. <laughs> That's the real shit. That's the real shit. Our generation understands the the pain of student loans. Oh, God damn it. But, so, again, just different examples of how being the rational motherfucker out there. Yeah. I hope y'all got some game on this one. So, if you ever find yourself in a he said, she said moment, you know how to get yourself out of it. And if you're a psychopath listening to this episode, (laughs) you're welcome. Please don't kill us. (laughs) If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and a review on whatever audio platform you get your podcast through. It will really help out the channel. Um, (laughs) 
It's a he. You know you're <laughs> irrational with this five star shit, right? <laughs> he says she's. Oh no, I I don't think it's irrational. It's irrational. Oh, leave us five stars. <laughs> it's a rating. They're supposed to rate it how they view it. <laughs> we. <laughs> Hey, we appreciate you guys. Don't listen to Sarah. We'll see you next time.